What's up, guys? This is episode number 14 of Mob Ties with the Homies. Guys, what's up? Going on. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, we got a great episode today. Um, special shout out to the homie Steven for listening. Um, appreciate, appreciate you, dog. My jokes, good looking. Yeah, at least someone likes Nate's jokes. Um, Word around town as I got the city bumping. And frankly, they did not see that coming. But uh, we wrote out questions today. Um, some of us are more excited than others to answer them. Um, again, before we get into it, if you guys can please like, subscribe, uh, leave a review, give us five stars, and share us with a friend, um, that'd be amazing. The uh, actual channel is called Goals and Gangsta Shit. It's got mob ties on all those ones. It's clearly the most popular one. Um, as I said, we're close to 5,000 views on this bad boy, so... Appreciate everybody listens, and if you guys can just refer a friend, it'd be super cool. So today's episode, we're talking about um, kind of our recommendations on common struggles that people have um, along their fitness journeys. We associate with people every day, and we, we communicate back and forth. A lot of people hear what they struggle with, hear what they find is good solutions for that. Um, we talk about um, common reasons people fall off their diets and a few things like that. Our take on supplements, real briefly, and what we recommend. Um, a few things that we address, I want to talk about limiting beliefs. We've talked about beliefs about ourselves. Joe personally requested this question in here, so he wanted to talk about his limiting, limiting beliefs. He said he really struggles to think of any. Um, so we thought about that. And then um, last but not least, uh, we have like a mini challenge of the week, which I think will be cool. Um, anyway, without further ado, guys, how's everyone doing this week? Good week. Doing well. Nice. Sore. Um, three setups. Yeah, yeah, three setups and a plank hold. Um, anyway, first one, we'll get straight into it because Joe has to go because, you know, he's a family man. He said number one priority of his life is to get home to his family. So uh, we'll make sure we rush through this. Um, uh, and they, even though they don't listen. so that's good. Uh, Actually, a good thing, if you don't want to listen to us, go to the podcast, play it, put it on mute. We still get the listen. listen. So... <laughs> Even if you don't listen to us, do it. Yeah, do it for the honey. You know, hey, there's nothing against listening a couple times. Like, appreciate it. Um, As I said, we're trying to get a sponsorship. So if you know anybody who wants to sponsor the podcast, um, our rates are super low right now. Um, So that'll change eventually. So uh, anything anyone just wants to uh, recommend, we we got you guys. Um, Anyway, uh, next week you see us just covered in like fucking John Deere hats and like chewing big red gum. Like, if you don't chew Beg Reg, then fuck you. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. um, cool. So, uh, recommendations you guys have um, when talking to people. You guys talk to people every day in the gym, um, both from a trainer level, from a coach, captain, friend level. Uh, what's some things that either you or people that you hear a lot about, what they've struggled with on their fitness journey, um, and what's kind of a couple recommendations you have to anybody who might be listening that's starting a fitness journey or starting a new goal. So three little recommendations you've found that have helped a lot of people to stay consistent. I'll um, start. <laughs> um, I think the consistency and not going too hard and having realistic like expectations of like <coughs> how much you're gonna be in the gym because I think that what people do is that, which was what a lot of people are gonna struggle with now that the challenge is ending is that they're just all of a sudden gonna be going from six days, seven days a week working out to like they're not going to come back in for two weeks kind of deal. And what I think what people struggle with is like having like a balance of like, okay, I'm going to consistently work out four days a week for an hour and just like have that. Instead, they're just like balls out. I'm going to do seven days a week, 
two days and then they do that for two weeks and then they die out. And I actually heard this recently from the same guy who I learned all that shit about the sauna from. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, he said, this is this fitness professional guy. He's like a master trainer for Nike, whatever. Anyway, Nike, he, um, uh, he said that, what was I talking about? Oh, he said that he recommends the same thing. He's like, when people start, he recommends that people go, hey, I'm going to do three days this week and I'm just going to go for 30 minutes each time. Yeah. Well, a good, like, a good definition of that is, is Joe, right? I mean, the same thing with what he's doing with, with his current employment to work with Hardcore, right? He's, start, he's starting the same thing where he's not just going to go like, I'm going to try to shove as many classes as possible when he's slowly getting into it. Well, 100%. And I listened to this other guy. His name is Lane Norton. He's probably the leading person when it comes to uh, like... Yeah, nutrition, biomechanics. He's a very leading fitness professional. He's got Pete, whatever. Super educated guy, very well respected. He said that um, him and a couple of coaches um, did a trial to where, from a different perspective, they had two different groups. One group, when they brought them on, they completely changed their entire diet from day one and they monitored their results after six months. Yeah. Then the other group, they changed every month, they changed one meal, mm. right? So they said they eat five meals. Four of the meals, they, and they asked them what they ate each day regularly, blah, blah, blah. Instead of changing all five meals, they just changed breakfast. And they said, well, the other four meals, keep doing what you're doing. Then month two, they kept the breakfast that they changed and they changed the second meal. Mm. And so on and so forth until six months later, or five months later, they had changed all the meals and both groups had basically the same exact results which tells you that doing it all at once doesn't necessarily lead to greater results, but it does in the first week. So the, like you said, it's like a lot of people look at it and they're like, hey, let me go and jump straight into it. I'm gonna go seven days, twice a day, eat no calories. Yeah, sure, you're gonna, eat, you're gonna lose a bunch of weight that first week, which is motivating, I 100% agree. So I actually tend to be on the kind of thing of like people starting aggressive because they need that quick feedback. Immediate gratification, yeah. But science has shown it does by no means get you quicker results. If It's way better and leads to more consistency if you just start with these little wins. Yeah. I think it's because you're developing a lifestyle at that point versus just immediately changing it 180 degrees, right? Plus, if, like, if you miss two days like on your second week, then you have that mentality of like, oh, I've already failed. And then it's like, oh, I might as well fail my nutrition. And then everything else just like tanks yeah i think for me one of the things i've noticed specifically with the gym is that now that i've done four challenges or been associated with them is that the people that lose a lot of weight don't necessarily aren't necessarily the people that they then maintain that weight loss right the most weight i think the common denominator that i've seen of people that have most success are people that have um a support group that's not only at the gym but at home that's that's really supporting them too right so there's ruben's an example where um his family won't let him eat like shit they always support his healthy eating. They'll actually cook healthy food for him. And then there's there's a few other people that I know. will keep their names out of it for out of respect to them. That lost a bunch of weight. And the second the challenge came back, they just they yo-yo. And it's because significant other whoever else isn't on the same page as them, so they're out eating like shit. And so it's hard for them to manage. I tend to agree. The people that we've noticed, we've all we all know someone that's lost 100 pounds. We all do. I don't, which is fucking crazy. And what's clear about them is some of them had quite quick results at some point, yeah. but the majority of them, if you looked at their nine months to a year, it's taken them to lose that hundred pounds. I bet you it was super fucking gradual. Yeah. yeah. I bet you it was like two pounds this week, one pound this week, five pounds that week, no weight loss this week. Yeah. 
and they just stuck to it. Whereas like Nate said, I'm not saying it's for sure, but again, a little bit of science back stuff. They say that five out of six people that lose weight at a rapid rate will gain that weight and some more back five out of six times, which is fucking crazy because like you said, it's not a lifestyle. It's a quick change. And I listened to this other podcast, which is the group chat one that I always talk about, which is really cool. And they're not talking about this specifically, but they were talking about this one dude that they know that always does challenges. He does like a 30 day challenge where he's gonna run 5K every day. He does a 30 day challenge where he does this. And to be honest, I've fallen victim to doing that kind of shit. And they, they question him because they're like, hey, how many things out of this have you, at the end of those time, that time, you've actually taken something you've kept for your lifestyle. And they're like, why don't you go about it like this? Say, you're gonna do this for a week, see if you like it, keep it if you do, and leave it if you don't. As opposed to saying, I'm gonna do some fucking ridiculously long six month commitment commitment that in reality, I know after those six months, I'm not gonna keep doing. I get a lot of shit from people at the gym, a lot of them are joking, but the fact that like, oh, you don't have any like specific goals, you're not gonna go do a Spartan, or you're not doing this, you're doing, and my explanation to them, and I don't know how else to explain is it's just because it's just a lifestyle, it's just how I live at this point. So it's not even really an option, it's just the way I, I operate, right? I don't necessarily need to have to say, I'm gonna go do a Spartan next month so I have to get ready for it. And, and there's nothing wrong with people that wanna do that, I just don't know how sustainable that is over 10, 20, 30 years, right? So. Yeah, usually the people that are looking for you know recommendations about starting a fitness journey, meaning that they, fitness hasn't been a part of their life before. So yeah. I think it'd be important to be super real with them when, when you're talking about fitness and how you make it a lifestyle, um, if that's their goal, right? Um, I guess knowing their goals is super important. If they wanna make it a lifestyle, then you can be real with them about you know all the, the negative aspects that they can come. You guys are talking about, you know if you do it too fast, you might gain it back. There's gonna be ups and downs. Um, the other thing is their attitude. Uh, a lot of the times people have a negative attitude towards like, this is gonna suck, I'm trying to lose weight and you know it's a pain in the ass and just having that negative attitude coming into it, doing the diet or working out, it's just gonna work against you. So you really wanna kinda of highlight all the, all the positive things about you know starting your fitness journey, how it's gonna change your life for the better and be real with shit that's gonna suck think, for a little bit. I think speaking about being real with that, and this is a, kind of an example of like with you relative to the fitness is you're committing to becoming more of a personal trainer and spending more time doing that. But you also had to give up something, right? If whatever it may be, if it's certain times with, with, with either family or whatever it may be. I think the same thing, same philosophy applies for a lot of people that want to start a fitness journey. Is that generally people are relatively busy in their lives, where they have they're doing something the majority of the time. So you got the discussion: what are you going to give up? Yeah. An, an hour a day, right. and then a couple hours for meal prep. And if you're not willing to give that up, frankly, it's just not going to work for most people, right? And not having that understanding and not having that discussion with them is probably gonna be kind of a culture shock for me. To me, like uh, at this point in my fitness journey, if you wanna call it that. <laughs> like When Joe starts using fucking quotation marks, I'm like, I'm out of here. We're done. But we're, if you wanna call me like an inspiration at this point. <laughs> I don't have any limiting beliefs. <laughs> but I totally forgot, forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Your fitness journey. Um, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. No, like, okay, okay, okay. We, we think it to be something so positive. Like, if someone were to say, like, what's so great about being fit or going to the gym, working out, or eating good, like, I could run down the list of all the stuff, why I love doing the shit that I do, and, like, how it's super positive. You know, think of all the pros compared to the, con- like, to me, there's really not any cons, but that's me being on this side of it. Like, 
from someone who doesn't do that, it's like, how do you convince them type of thing? Or I agree. I think the, the thing that I'll, I try to associate with, and I, again, we were talking a bit before the podcast, how I've been listening to this Tony Robbins thing where it associates like really positive vibes, but I've always been like that. I'm like, stop, don't focus on how hard it'll be and how sore you'll be and things like that. Focus, like once you do your first couple workouts, again, we're trying to talk to someone who like might be pretty new to this. Hey, focus on your workouts. At the end of that workout, for five minutes, I want you to be deliberate about realizing how you feel. I bet you you feel pretty good. Try to remember that feeling as opposed to associating working out with fucking struggle city, sore, fatigue, all that shit. Because a lot of people aren't at the point right now where, jokes aside... Like love to suffer. You love to suffer, right? Yeah. That's a big. There's a from someone getting into it, and to be honest, there's a lot of people who have been working out a long time that like don't love to suffer. They just want to work out for a result. And I'm like, I get that. So like, associate it with a good feeling. Either whether it's that like, um, what's it called dopamine or whatever it's called yeah. that you get at the end of the workout, or if it's just straight up that you are proud that you did it, right? And just trying to associate working out with that, and it leads to much more long term results. But I agree. I think the three things I would recommend is basically. Um, pick something that you know you could do for a long time. Mm-hmm. Don't do something where you're like doing this for 20 days. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this for a month, whatever it is. Pick something you're like, you know what? I can do this if I had to for the rest of my life. Yeah. Then pick something that you like to do. Like we talked about yes, last week or something like that. Don't pick something just because your friend did it or because you saw it gets the best results. Yeah. Like we've talked about, every style of fitness works. Basically, the concept of moving more is how you get in good shape. However you choose to move, choose something that you like. Yeah. So don't go and take a fucking spin class. Zumba class. You hate Zumba, but you do it because you saw someone in shape. Don't take a spin class and you hate it. Or, hey, if you have someone who's got in great results and your friend and you try the class they did and you don't like it, do something else. There's whatever you want to do. Um, and then last but not least with the nutrition, don't, I always recommend as a very general rule, don't take out any foods. Like don't tell yourself you 100% can't eat things. Yeah. The simplest way is to make nutrition simple. Eat less of stuff. Understand when you have foods that you know are commonly unhealthy, they're probably higher in calories. Try to understand that you need to eat less of them or in moderation and account for it throughout the day. So if you ate a Snickers bar here, have less carbs later. Like it's- I even had basic discussions with a few people at the gym where I went out to eat with them, like at a Tepon place, or we went to uh, just a, a place at a burger, and I just, said, I just ordered the meal and then said, can I have half of it in the to-go box? Sounds really silly, but for, based on the amount of self-control or lack thereof that people have, don't even have the to-go box delivered to you until you're to your silverware have been pulled from you. And at least that point, you still had your, your burger and your fries, but you only had half of it. And that's a good way to start, right? So at least you're, you're eating in moderation at that point. So. Um, cool, next question. Um, kind of similar, coming off the back of that, what are your thoughts on some of the most common reasons people fall off track with their diet um, and their workout routines, and how can they be avoided? I think for me, it's the same thing. It's, it's the concept of restriction. People tend to really struggle with being restricted. Um, so I think, if you don't completely restrict anything, yep. people are much more likely to follow something long-term. I think the key to that is working into a diet rather than being reactive 
be proactive about how you work in these mental or diet breaks, whatever you want to say, cheat meals. At this point, people try to overuse the idea of refeeds and cheat meals and how they're necessary for like, they're not really, they just help you mentally. But if you actively work those in, as opposed to pretending that that person's not going to have one, they're going to have one work it in there because then they don't feel bad about it. So if you're much better, more likely to have someone stick to a diet and you personally stick to a diet, if you say, hey, I'm not going to not cheat for a month, but every time I cheat, I'm going to make sure it's just one meal that day. And the next day, I'm going to make sure that I do an extra bit of cardio. And that's your rule. So it's allowing for slip-ups as opposed to lying to yourself that there won't be any slip-ups. Because I can promise you, it's super fucking rare that people, like to be honest, I've been through a bunch of challenges and shit like that. My guess is one in 200 people do the challenge without a single fucking slip up. And that's, that's at most. And that's credit, like there's a lot of people that do it pretty close, but it's very rare someone does it 100% without any slip up. So I'm like, mentally prepare in advance that you will slip up and I bet you that slip up will be way smaller than if you didn't, because if you didn't prepare for it, you do that little slip up and that little slip up turns into a fucking snowball. Um, But just that, um, uh, again, common thing with working out, try to pick something that you enjoy, try to remember what it's like and and pick something that, um, what we talked about, community or someone around you that's supportive is so important um, it's very hard regardless of how much you know about fitness it's very hard to do something by yourself yeah so try to get a friend even if it's one friend or go into a class classes are great in my if i can recommend someone who doesn't know anything about fitness and they're just getting started 10 times out of 10 do a fucking class yeah yeah the classes are definitely will bring a community together and you'll understand where people come from and you're not just trying to do it yourself at that because i mean shit i've seen so many people who are beginners go straight into things like personal training that is not like i'm sorry unless you're seeing that trainer five days a week you're gonna be really good that one day you see the trainer and the six other days that week you ain't gonna do shit yeah what's cool about the classes is they got set times you need to be there on time you know you got people that maybe know you or are going to be you know meeting you there that goes back to the whole accountability partners um the one thing i would say is like make a, making a commitment like to yourself or if you have to like post it on social media or whatever you need to do but like on the challenge that i did i committed to not drinking alcohol like steven mentioned that he didn't drink at all for those 60 days i've never gone that long I mean, <laughs> before i started drinking <laughs> for like without any alcohol like there's no i mean i could have drank uh like for the refeeds or whatever like yeah you can have a drink but I just was like, okay, I'm gonna go for sure. And like just having that in the beginning, just committing to it, like no, with no real reason, just the fact that I said I wanted to do it, like to me that, that brought me all the way through. And it's funny, you probably, I don't know, I'm speaking for you, but you probably associate much more pleasure or pride out of that rather than like yeah. how shredded you got. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like, sticking to something that you wanted to. Yeah. Well, that's more psychological, which is far more powerful, right? I mean, I agree the same. I, I dieted a long time ago uh, with uh, Tommy, and we dieted for 14 weeks. The first four of those weeks, I was allowed one cheat meal a week, and then the last 10 weeks without a single cheat meal. And it was like six days a week diet and cardio. The cardio got up to like 750 calories a day or some shit like that, but. I still remember, I couldn't, I can't even really, I mean, I look good. I can't even remember what I looked like at the end. 
I associate way more pleasure. My, my memory of that is that I stuck to something way more than my memory yeah. of like how good I look. Yeah. And so that's a, I talked to a lot of people about that too, a vet on our team. And I've said it, I don't know, God knows so many times of Ruben. But it's just, it's one of those things where if you can get your mindset around the fact that you, yes, you can have that stuff, you have to earn it, right? It's a very simple con- concept. You weigh yourself and you don't have to live by the scale. I, I don't believe in that, but I also think you have to not avoid the scale too, which I know a lot of people do. And then all of a sudden they're on it and it's, 10 pounds more, right? But you work out, you say, I got to work out five days a week and get three days of cardio in, earn that Friday and Saturday night meal, and then to see how you weigh Tuesday, Wednesday, the following week, not that Monday, because you'll probably be a little bit more. And then if, as long as you, you're happy with where you're at weight-wise and you can maintain it with that, that type of schedule and lifestyle eating, then you're happy, right? And that's essentially what I do at this point. I, I, I tell people as well, a very simple way of like having a reward but a reward that you have to earn is i say as long as each week you hit a say by friday each week you have to have hit a new if your goal is weight loss you have to have hit a new low in your weight loss if you do so cool reward yourself with a cheat meal if you don't do so then tell yourself no i didn't earn it regardless of if you stuck to your plan whatever it is and keep going and i agree it's like these little these commitments to yourself and, and telling someone else about it or, or making it public or just simply committing it to yourself, writing it down. I think for people though that even don't have to have a weight loss, I mean, even like someone like Bliss would kind of does that when we've heard and I talked about it needs weight loss. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where even as a lifestyle, once you've got to the, the shape or the your comfort level of where you're at with physically, you still got to earn that right, right? Otherwise you can fall back into it. And that's where a lot of people do is they get too comfortable. I'm kind of just like anti-restriction though, just because I think that like your relationship with food, like if you say, like I see what you're saying with like the, like earning your meal, because I do agree that you have to like earn your carbs. I think that's the best way to do it. And so I always say that like, if I'm going to have a cheat meal, I like plan it out and I know I'm going to have a great workout that day. It's not going to be on like a rest day. But then there's also like, if you didn't lose weight that week or whatever, like for me, I would not encourage people to not have a cheat meal because I think personally- Sorry, I, I, yeah, that's my fault. I, I yeah. do think that like, if it's a routine, there's gonna yeah. be like, if you've, if you've earned it, whether it's from you stuck to your plan or- yeah. I think if you're consistent in your plan, yeah. then yeah. But like, what I want to avoid is like people judging like their progress off of a scale or like being like oh i didn't lose weight this week now i don't get to have a cheat meal i was referring more to somebody that's like already in well i wanted to speak on that too really quickly as well this isn't me patting myself on the back but it is for i don't know two weeks ago we were talking about it two weeks ago i did this thing where i was gonna work out really good and i did it and i'm still doing it but for two weeks i lost like fucking 11 pounds in the first three days and then for fucking the next 12 days didn't lose a single pound and I, and I was on my shit, working out twice a day on my diet, all that shit. Did everything that I said I was do, said I was gonna do, and I was staying at my 200. And to say what you're saying about the scale is, I was super frustrated because I'm like, bro, I know I want to be at 185, whatever it is, 180. And I'm like, no. And I would look in the mirror, and I'm like, I know I look fucking way better at 200 than I did two weeks ago. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it, I know. Mm-hmm. And it sometimes doesn't make sense because it really doesn't, but it's so true. It's like, hey. Sometimes it just trust the process yeah. and ignore the, the immediate feedback. Yeah. yeah. Um, dope. Fuck, crushing these questions today. Um, Joe's got to go. He, we're on fucking Joe's <laughs> timeline there. Um, <laughs> we got four minutes, so. Um, <laughs> uh, supplements. We don't actually talk about this much, which is cool, so I'm excited to talk about it. Um, I've changed my verdict on supplements a bunch. 
Um, I've been the dude who's taken every supplement in the world from like creatine to pre-workout, intra-workout, post-workout, fucking BCAAs, <laughs> thermogenics, like fucking uh, multivitamins. I used to take the little animal pack multivitamins if ever, ever, oh, anyone's yeah, ever taken yeah, them. They yeah. come with like fucking, no, 20 they come with like 20 little pills that you have to eat per day. It's like super old. Um, extend, no, I've never done any of that. Um, uh, anyway, um, so yeah, there's, there's uh, I've used to take every supplement in the world. So the coolest thing is I do know I have, it's not like I'm over here never trying anything and saying I don't like shit. Um, to be very honest, I own, at this point in my life, I only think the only supplement necessary is protein powder. I think protein powder is really, and you don't even need protein powder. I just like protein powder as a food source. I think a lot of people struggle to get protein in. And if you're following the way I've been suggesting to diet, which is kind of doing, tracking your macros and stuff, sometimes you end up at the end of the day and you strictly need protein and it's hard to do so with anything else but just protein powder. Um, so I really like protein powder. Um, I think whey isolates or like a lean plant-based protein are like good. Um, but uh, apart from that, all the other ones, there's not a lot of scientific background backing except for creatine has a whole lot of science behind it. But things like BCAs and all that kind of shit, um, they're great. I clear, there's clearly a million people out there that are in super good shape that stand by them. Um, there's not a lot of science that backs them. You don't know how much of a placebo effect it has. Uh, and hey, don't get me wrong, I've tried all that shit and I've done them as well and I don't know whether they helped me. Um, the ones that I do think clearly work are things like pre-workouts and stuff. You're someone who needs a pre-workout, like you feel like you need that energy, you need that. I think what pre-workout is good for is once you've taken pre-workout, you almost have to work out. You can't not work out. Because if you've ever taken pre taken pre-workout and not worked out, you're fucked. Um, so pre-work is cool. Um, and again, there's glutamine, there's all types of shit, multivitamins, issues with multivitamins. The reason I joke about the other one, it's very hard to find a multivitamin that actually has scientifically dosed vitamins, dosages in them. Um, so yeah, but uh, again, this isn't me shitting on supplements in general. I just personally think you're much better spending your money on food or training or something like that than spending lots of money on stuff when in reality the changes in your results will be very minimal mm -hmm. um, so yeah I, I can say for me i do quite a bit of vitamins um specifically again i, I don't know how much of a placebo effect it has but i have, i used to get sick mind you a lot of it's probably due to the being healthier just from a weight loss standpoint but i used to honestly god be sick like every two months minimum when wow. i was working out but in, in, all the time somewhere to actually arnie he's sick of, and ever since I've lost the weight and then I take a turmeric, um, probiotic, vitamin C, vitamin D, um, I think that's it. Um, and I take those every day. I, I have yet to be sick, like really sick in probably a year and a half, two years at this point. So um, don't know if it actually works, but it's working. And they do show that, so. and I agree, there is, uh, to clarify, there is science behind a lot of things. The science I'm speaking about is the science that relates to results and performance. Um, there is science that shows if you have turmeric, it helps you digest food better and lowers your inflammation. 100%, so I'd get to clarify that. So 100% there are benefits to some things. Um, but uh, to stay, speak on your health standpoint, the, the other thing that's been quite, 
quite common, like quite a common trend. And I don't know why the fuck I've been interested in reading up on science recently because it's like the fucking last thing I normally do. But I've been reading a lot of nutrition and fitness articles and shit. You fucking, love, you love school, man. I got some spare time right now, so I've been doing a lot of that and um, chilling in Starbucks, just reading fucking articles. <laughs> and um, what's uh, interesting is the one sounds dumb, but the one very obvious answer to a lot of health issues a lot of sick issues i don't know general health issues and stuff like that is lose weight Mm -hmm. things like insulin resistance things like um i can't even say the word satiety when you feel full after yeah satiety whatever the fuck that word (laughs) is satiety um all that shit a lot of that yeah satiated yeah the answer is lose weight if you have lower body fat levels you're generally you you just work way better so if you want to instead of i think the issue is and and shit my dad's a doctor i hate the medical industry because what they do is they just hand you things when the real answer is move more and eat less And it's like, you will solve all these fucking issues instead of putting a band-aid on I mean, look at diabetes and how much it affects just even that's, and that's, a, yeah. that's an epidemic at yeah. this point. So, yeah. Other things I take real quick would be BCAAs. Again, for me, I can, it seems like I don't get as sore as often, or it definitely helps with that. And on occasion, glutamine, but that's about it. Pro- protein, I eat plenty of food, though, so I don't have as much of an issue with that. So. Yeah. I do protein powder. Um, Every morning when I wake up with my avocado toast. That's right, absolutely. And then, <laughs> as you can tell, Michael watches my Instagram stories. Oh. <laughs> um, and then I take prolific um, pre-workout right now. And wait, 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 wait. Are they sponsoring you? No. No free, no free brand deals, prolific. <laughs> no free brand deals. We want money. <laughs> It's PE science and it's bomb. It's like, I haven't taken pre-workout in a really long time. What happened to LipFit supplements? You're not taking them? Yeah. I haven't gotten it yet. So as soon as I get those, obviously those all be taken. But um, yeah, Joan actually took the pre-workout dry. He's like, I feel like this, it, it like hits us faster. <laughs> I feel like it does hit you real quick and you do it dry like that. <laughs> actually, this is gross. Someone asked me the other day about why the clumps in the pre-workout and the answer is moisture. And they're like, I don't understand how moisture gets in there. And the answer to it is when you get the scoop and you put it in your mouth, it touches people's mouths. So if you ever go, I know what happens at the gym a lot because I've seen all those pre-workouts that are samples. The reason it's clumped is because there's someone's saliva in there. It could be anything, any other moisture from the air, yeah. bro. Like what? I'd be interested to see what other moisture is in the pre-workout. What the, fuck the do, what the fuck are you doing with pre-workout, bro? <laughs> How are you taking this pre-workout, dog? <laughs> yeah, no wonder it hits you quick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I start itching when I take it, like my face and stuff, so I can't. That's in certain pre-workouts, yeah. I mean. As so a leucine or whatever. Yeah, pre-workout. And then I've really Dude. lately gotten into like gut health and like all that. So I take a probiotic and like a multivitamin oh, now. Right. Yeah, I just like feel like whatever. It should be, I should be doing something. And then I take like a greens scoop every morning because I don't eat my vegetables very much. So yeah, it just gets all my like micronutrients. That's about it. Yeah, I've done a while ago. I've done creatine. I've done like fat burners. That shit, I mean, to me, I don't really, it didn't last very long. Uh, one thing that has last for sure is the whey protein. It, you know, getting extra protein because it's it's hard to eat like a shitload of meat or a shitload of chicken. Like, 
protein scoop, a couple of scoops of protein. It's like an easy way to get 30, 40 carbs or 30 grams of protein. Uh, pre-workout for sure. I got some stuff like it doesn't have a lot of it's uh, equipped foods. Sorry, uh, shit. I shouldn't not. Come on, Randy. How are we ever gonna get a free? Fuck. How are we ever gonna get a sponsorship if we hand out these free brand deals? Fuck. Okay, well. Hey, so that's why I said I don't take no supplements. I'm up for sale. Right? <laughs> hey, next week you're gonna see me, fucking guys. Just want to give a special shout out to my uh, BCA sponsor. <laughs> BCA, as I do, uh, just because it kind of. Uh, Gives a little taste to your water, exactly. and uh, and yeah, like I feel like it does help with soreness. I'm drinking that all the time. It definitely helps with soreness. I'm barely ever sore. Uh, probably just don't work hard enough. No, it's because you're working out with Bliss. So it's <laughs> Another little fact. <laughs> Fuck, I'm dropping facts out here. Uh, soreness, muscle soreness, has no correlation to muscle growth. No, just lactic acid. Okay. So yeah, they yeah. they did studies on like it's if. Uh, I can't remember. I didn't ever look at the references. Um, yeah, <laughs> Wikipedia. I don't know. It's like, I've been getting a lot of facts wrong. Um, no, but yeah, they said muscle soreness has no, no relation to that. I don't know. Like, I feel like, uh, on the, especially on the challenge when they're saying maybe glutamine, okay, like this is supposed to help for sore muscles, whatever. Fat burners, I'm not going to say it's cheating, but... Damn! <laughs> like, why are you going to be taking pills? I, I don't know. Joe's like, I got fucking diced. Like, I'd rather just put in the work. Oh. <laughs> I've never taken Everyone's going to hate me now. What do, they, what do they do? Are they supposed to, like... Yeah, it's basically just, like, caffeine, right? And yeah. just, like... Psh. Yeah. There's a few different ways. There's a few different types of pla- uh, fat burners. One is, like, a thermogenic, which quite literally heats you, you up. Yeah. And makes you hotter, which is how you burn. And the other one is those combinations of, like, L-carnitine and um, CLAs. Which the concept is it makes fatty cells more readily available to burn instead of glycogen. Also, they like make me not have an appetite. You're so stupid. I remember when I first started taking them, like I was in an office and I, like it was my normal job, and I'm like in the office and I'm just like I was on one. It was, it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. You like have restless leg syndrome. You're just... Yeah, the itchy face one. Uh, that, that shit sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um. Dope. Cool. Um. Nice, Joe's question. Uh, he's been asking about this one for a while since we talked about beliefs and uh, he just said he had some limiting beliefs so we can start with. Um, again, I think the important thing is, all jokes aside, the important thing is that we, whoever's listening, appreciate the difficulty in this. I actually said some of my limiting beliefs before this. I got plenty of them, so I'll share some more on camera. But I think the reason it's important to appreciate this and to not take it lightly is at the end of the day, the whole reason we do this podcast is kind of, it helps us grow as people and hopefully it helps those listening girls people. This is a very, very powerful um, practice. practice, exercise, whatever you want to call. Because um, I think what we have been preaching a lot, which is understand what you're good at, go all in on that, write down your goals, all on that. Um, and then I think something that I've been realizing a lot is it's much easier to let go of the negative in your life and the internal internal negative dialogue and the things that are holding you back if you actually address them as opposed to just ignoring them which i think what a lot of people they just try to ignore them and whenever they have these negative thoughts they're like shut up whatever maybe that's just me um uh so when you actually address what you're and you write them down the same as you would about like goals or whatever to be honest i've found it makes it really easy to just move past them because you realize how dumb it is so um I said list three limiting beliefs. Joe says he can't even come up with three because he's so amazing. Um, but uh, 
I wasn't going to say, I'll start because I don't know that Joe's ready. I have a fucking whole list of them. Anyway, it's on my book club. Uh, I've been listening to it. I'm reading, I started my own book, book club. I'm the only member, so it's pretty dope. Um, <laughs> me and my homies at Starbucks, we go book club. Um, anyway, it's pretty dope. Uh, my limiting beliefs. These are quite funny. Um, one of them is that I truly believe, and it's funny when I said it earlier, Nate's like, that's dumb. There's plenty, and I agree but it doesn't stop you from thinking these things. One of my limiting beliefs was that I'm too old to achieve some of the things I wanna do. I'm like, uh, you, the concept is I'm 30, which is young. I'm like, fuck, I've done a bunch of shit before this and it hasn't necessarily directly being a path to what I wanna do next. So I'm like, it's sometimes it's hard to understand why I did all that and was it a waste? I know it's not, but I'm looking at myself now, I'm like, fuck, I feel like I'm just starting life again, a new venture again. Um, That can be hard, and mentally I'm like, fuck, I'm too old. Um, And I will address very quickly how we get over these at the end. Um, uh, One thing that I've been limiting belief that I tell myself is why I like, I've been not joking, I've been really good about it recently, but for a long time, I talked to you guys for like six months, I really struggled to stick to like a diet or a workout plan or whatever it was. I would literally got to the point when I would be writing out the outline of what my plan was, so what my workout split was, like what my diet was. While I was doing that, in my head, I was saying, I don't even know why I'm writing this, I know I'm not gonna follow it. Hmm. It was at that point, and, I'm, and I've been really good about it recently again, but um, that was a limiting belief, and sometimes it still is, where I still am not, 100% believing that when I start a diet or a workout plan right now that I will do it, which is really hard for me because I really feel like I'm a man of my word, like I'm um, committed, like that kind of thing. Um, so that was one. Um, uh, another one that was one that I didn't write down that I've been thinking about a lot recently and I put up a post that was I thought was super powerful was that I need others' validation um, the, to, to kind of validate my thoughts about what I'll do in the future. Fuck, I'm getting real here. Anyway, thoughts about what I'll do in the future. And I read a post the other day that it was from this dude named Ronnie Feig or Feig, I don't know how you say his name. He owns the brand Kith, which is a big time street brand, streetwear brand. Um, anyway, the post said, success based off cosigns are short-lived. Only cosign you need is your own. Um, and I thought that was super, um, super powerful and I actually believe it to be true is um, at the end of the day, it sounds dumb that I genuinely felt like I need someone else to tell me that what I know to be true about myself, I needed someone else to tell me that it was, hey, you're right, Michael. And we talked about needing that like positive affirmations and shit like that. But at the end of the day, you don't and it's kind of dumb. Um, and the reason I wanted to say those limiting beliefs is uh, hopefully people listen to this and they write down some of their limiting beliefs. But for me, the, what I felt was super helpful was I've had these beliefs for a long, long time. I remember when I quit basketball. No, I remember when I was still playing basketball and I was like 24. And I remember every day I played basketball, I'd be in my head saying, what the fuck are you still playing basketball for? You're 24 and you're not fucking pro. Yeah. You're wasting your time. You're too old. Yeah. I remember I would always tell myself that. And I've had these, a lot of those limiting beliefs, some of the other ones. And I'm like, I've never written them down, even though it was quite simple for me to understand what they were because I've been thinking them forever. And when I wrote them down, 
the way I was listening to this thing that tells you to look at them was saying that just look at them subjectively and unemotionally and be like, am I really going to let that, A, is that really true? No, it's fucking not. And even if you think it is true, because it's that deep of a limiting belief, be like, am I willing to let that limiting belief be the reason I don't achieve my things. Because if you're telling yourself that that's the only reason you won't do these things and you're willing to let that happen and you're willing to 20 years from now look back on your life and think that, look at it that way and I bet you you're gonna be like, that's super fucking stupid. I'm no longer gonna let that limit me. And even if it's correct, I'm gonna pretend it's not. And if it is eventually cool, at least I'll know it wasn't just my thoughts that was holding me back. It was fact. Like if I try and do my shit, the easiest one I'm referencing is the old one. If I try and do my shit and... You mean like being a pro basketball player? Like, no, say, for example, if I try to go and do my thing of being the best trainer in the world and five years from now, I think I'm the best trainer in the world, but someone says, you know what? Uh, I don't agree that you're the best trainer in the world, so you're not. And that limiting belief of that I needed someone else to co-sign, if that actually happens, then sure, cool. But at least I'll know it because it was fact and I won't not never know. I think the hardest thing about anything is not knowing what could have been. So if you don't do things because of the thought that you won't be able to do it for whatever reason, not because it's actual fact, that will be very hard to swallow 20 years from now. So at least let, let fact or the greater things, play, things out. play out and tell you what it is. So I think I'm not gonna be the person that tells me I can't do those things. If the world eventually does, cool. But at least it won't be me putting those limits on me. Yeah. Podcast number 14, no, I'm joking. Uh, anyway, so follow that one up, Joe. <laughs> Joe's like, my limiting belief is that I can't lift the 60-pound dumbbells, but I know I can. Uh, okay, so I'll probably, I'm going to say... <laughs> you just making this up at this point. You know who my limiting belief is? Fucking Steven. Fuck you. <laughs> limiting belief for myself is probably the fact that I have, I have the family, I have wife, kids. These are things... God, I, I hate to say that this would hold me back from something that I'm trying, that I would like to achieve. Like, cause obviously my family is super important for me, but in the same, the same vein that you're saying, the fact that you're too old, that you're old or, you know, you're, it's you're just like, it's like, it's like a certain life. point of your life, right? Your point of your life is you're 30 or, you know, whatever age. The point in my life is that I have a wife and I have children. So a lot of my time is put towards them. So like, it's not a point of what's more important. It's right, right. It's like, just like it's you have a limited amount of time, yeah. you know. Um, so I feel like that may limit my progress doing something else. And like, I don't, I don't have to put, you know, have negative attitude towards that. It's just the way it is. Like, you know, we've talked about it before. Um, the other thing as far as, you know, training goes or like, you know, my where I belong in like the fitness community. Uh, you know, I don't have as many certs as other people. You know, I, I'm just starting my certifications. Like I'm just getting my experience. Like do I me too. That limited amount of experience, you know, I feel like that may limit me as I'm trying to go forward. Um, so 
Yeah. And I think that's true. I mean, it's cool. And those are real answers. Because we've had discussions outside of this where he hasn't actively been like, I'm worried I don't know enough. But he's, I mean, he's even asked me if a workout is dope before. Uh, like, because clearly, now it kind of makes sense because it's from the clearly unsure or worried yeah. that he's not educated enough. And I'm like, bro, I, your okay. work is dope. Like, I fucking, and I, it's cool that unless you actually identify what those are, he could just go the rest of his fucking thing being like, you know what? Yeah, I'm never going to be as educated as these people. I'm just not going to do it. Which a lot of people do. And you could have been the dopest trainer ever or you could be the dopest trainer ever. Trainer ever. You let this limiting belief that a fucking certification was going to hold you back. And, that's, and I think this is what we're trying to talk about, which is like, in reality, how minuscule these things are that can often stop us from doing what could be our life's greatest work. Uh, yeah, well, one of the things I, I think about is, okay, if, you have, if you're trying to market yourself, you're trying to get clients or you're, you start a business and you are the trainer there, like, what are people gonna say about you? Like, okay, Joe's your lead trainer, like, what, why am I gonna take my kid to him or why am I gonna bring Well, I will tell you this. Right? Uh, I had a conversation with a guy the other day that I've known for a long time. Um, he works at what I would probably say is one of the probably most well-known and well-respected gyms in the world. Um, and he's the head of, like, he's the manager of the place. Um, and he said, uh, we somehow got talking about certifica certifications. Guy lives in Australia. Anyway, we somehow got talking about certifications. <laughs> and um, he said the same thing to me. And I came, I don't talk about it. I said, hey, dude, I, I got my certification back in 2016. I haven't taken any continued education. I don't have a degree. I don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> and I was concerned he was going to be like, Bro, what the fuck? Because this dude, and this gym is the type of place where everybody has degrees and fucking PhDs yeah. and fucking ex-pro fucking football player, whatever it is. And the dude said the same thing. He's like, yeah, dude, I was an immigrant when I came here and I worked for three years without a cert certification. And um, he's like, to be honest, I've never, he, he actually has certifications and shit now, like fucking PhD, he has all that shit. But he's like, I've never, no one's ever asked me about my certificate. He's like, I've never had a, and I agree, I'd never thought of it that way. I have to this day, and I've trained a lot of fucking people. To this day, not a single fucking person has ever asked me about a certification, a degree, a fucking yeah. course that I took. It's a pretty unregulated industry, right? A lot of it's just about, about confidence and- And at the end of the day, it's the same as like, you don't go to your fucking, this is about, like, you don't go to your teacher and be like, where'd you go to school? You hope, that you, get, you get real life feedback that they're good at what they do, and, it, and if someone, yeah, the only reason someone would ever ask you is if you sucked at your job and then be like, hold up, where'd you get it? So I think that's what's cool is it's like to give you that answer and don't get me wrong, I think just from legal standpoint, you have to do certain things. But at the end of the day, I hate, and I've been very loud about this. I hate the fact that it's going away from it. But to date, society thinks that certificates, degrees and certain things like that automatically make you great at something. Mm -hmm. They fucking don't. I know a million trainers that have degrees, PhDs, fucking what all that shit in training. And if you were to put them in front of a client, they would never be able to get that person a result. And, and I'm not saying there's anything, like they might be great at study or fucking research or some bullshit. I'm probably reading their articles, but, uh, but I think that's the answer to it. I'm like, 
from a practical standpoint in what we're trying to do, that shit doesn't matter. Yeah. I think for me, uh, limiting beliefs is going to be similar to Mike's where I, I think I need some, even though I've, I think I come off relatively confident to people and um, I think sometimes I need a more positive affirmation from people than I probably should. I definitely, in any business capacity, ask for opinions of people a lot. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because you want to get different perspectives so you don't get like tunnel vision on things. Um, but on the other hand, I think that sometimes people's opinions influence me too much. Um, I've got a lot better at that, but I still think I have a lot of room to grow with it. Um, and so it's, it's one of those things that, that I think uh, I just need to get better at and not be so concerned about if I feel like I'm doing the right thing and I'm morally right with things, then don't be upset that you're not going to always make every single person on the earth happy because it's just not realistic. Even though I would like that to happen, it's just not. People might not appreciate my personality or my intensity, or even though you're like, well, I didn't do anything wrong, right? But so you're, you're like questioning, well, why the hell are they responding to you that way, right? Um, so I think that's something that, that's, that's always affected me a little bit, right? And I've never understood it, but it's just something you have to accept, which I'm not good at because I like uh, clarity around things and there's no, there isn't clarity there because you don't understand the, the, the reason behind it. Uh, the other thing that I think, uh, which is kind of funny, is I'm a very big, everybody knows you're a details guy and process guy, and I, I have a, I'm very clear on where I'm gonna go, but one of the things that's hard for me is like the 10X book I'm reading right now. If I look at like this poster over here of this house overlooking the water or whatever, and it's something I want, but I can't really see a very clear path of how to get there other than grow your businesses, make them really successful, and maybe one day you can do it. But my limiting belief is like, am I really ever gonna be able to get to a point where I have a place like that? Or is it not realistic because I don't even know how I'm gonna grow a business to get there, right? And yes, I could reverse engineer it and go that, but it's hard to reverse engineer something that's maybe a $15 million house to where you're at now, right? It's like it's, and that's a 10X thing, so you gotta get better at that, but it's just something I'm not great at. I know what general success looks like. I've hit a little bit of it, still have a, little, a ton of room to grow, but not to a point where you're like, have your own jet and all this stuff, right? And so that's something I gotta get better at. Uh, mine, limiting beliefs. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> Um, mine are like all vulnerable. I know. We're hurry. Um, anyway, uh, my longest limiting belief is that I'm not smart. I struggled in school like my entire life. I had a tutor. I had a tutor from like second grade, and then I have like specific memories. Like when you said earlier, like your limiting beliefs, like you have like an emotional like experience that you can connect them with. This one I have like five because I remember like all kinds of like struggling with like. Because in like school, you're judged off of like how well you do on tests and like how good you are at algebra and all that stuff. And like I failed at all of that, and I was great at English and PE and media because I can connect with people and I can talk and I can write. But like anything else, I just tank. And that's what I think. Sorry, that's to clarify. That's what I think is broken about school. Yeah. And I don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people who succeed at school. The thing that I think is broken is it has to catch up to the modern day. Because I agree, I sucked at school. Mm -hmm. The problem that I have is I think that, that there's a lot of people that feel that way. They feel like, okay, by school's judgment, they're not smart. Let me not shoot for big things because mm -hmm. I'm not smart. Yeah. Whereas, no, you're amazing at specific things. They just weren't options. Still, yeah, and I'm like, I think that's what's hard. Um, but yeah, you can even go as far as being super practical or street smart, but not being very good from a book standpoint. I mean, I did a write in school, but I, I had to like work 10 times harder than anybody else when it came to taking tests because I was miserable at taking tests. Yeah. Right. And it's probably con conceptually the same idea as what you're saying. Right. And, um, and that's, yeah, you can just, yeah. That's why I love that quote. Um, I think it's like Mark Twain, but it's, 
If you judge a fish or a goldfish by its ability to climb a tree, it will spend its whole life thinking it's stupid. And I heard that and I was like, damn, like that's like literally like right in line with my like limiting belief. So my other one um, is that I'm not a good leader. And this one I like discovered at a personal development course. Um, but it was there, I was there with like 60 other people. I was one of the youngest people at this course. And I discovered that that was a limiting belief I had about myself while I was there. Didn't tell anybody. And then all of a sudden we had to like basically do this obstacle of getting all of us over this like 50 foot wall or whatever. And like we we're all like arguing about how we're gonna do it. And then all of a sudden some guy just got everyone to shut up. He's like, we have to pick one person to make a plan to get over the wall. And for some reason, all these people who are older than me and probably smarter and wiser are all like, we'll have bliss do it. And like I was one of the youngest people there. And so like that was a moment where I like got to like step up and be a leader. And like from then on, I was like, I'm gonna stop telling myself that like I'm not a leader because I am. People see me as that, but I just don't, you know. So those are like my two biggest ones. And I think it's interesting because uh, this is very real, but I think what's funny is a lot of our limiting beliefs and a lot of people listening's limiting beliefs are so the opposite to reality. I mean, just going off that leadership one, there's different ways of looking at a leader, but there's probably not anyone that I know with a bigger community of people that follow your lead, aka leader, at the level, of community at the level your community does. So clearly you're a good leader, which, and it would be different if you were like, oh, I'm not a good leader. And we're like, oh, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know if she's good. No, we clearly, like you are definitely a good leader. And it's funny how they're like, often things we, we, it's not like you're saying things that you don't know whether you're good at. It's things that you, you are good at, but you actively like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, there's probably a lot of things. And I think once you say it out loud, you're like, oh, that's fucking actually yeah. stupid. Um, like when you pull the emotional out of it, just yeah. like make it logical. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that was dope. Anyway, uh, appreciate everybody for coming real on that because it's cool. Actually, even Joe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, we got to get out of here. Joe's been fucking bugging me the whole thing, like n- nudging my leg and shit. He's got to get home to his wifey. Um, yeah, <laughs> like we're in 24-hour fitness. It's rubbing. Um, anyway, um, we got a challenge. Challenge of the week. Uh, challenge of the week is... What I saw the other day was like seven things, is one of these bullshit things, seven things successful people do or whatever. Anyway, so some of them I actually believe agreed with all of them. Um, people do them in different capacities. It was like working out, it was they're selfish, they focus on themselves, things like that. Um, one of the ones that um, I've been very in line with recently, which is challenging yourself to try different things and to get out of your comfort zone. Um, Again, I'm sure I'll talk about more in the future, but I'm at that point right now where I feel like I'm very out of my comfort zone, completely different setting, different challenges, all that shit. And what's funny is it's fucking scary, but at the same time is I truly don't think you can grow any other way. That age old thing of you can't change unless you change or whatever you say it is. Um, I don't know, it's, it's probably way better, but yeah, you can't change. You can't change unless you change. Yeah. Technically, yeah. Awesome. It's Michael, Michael, Michael's new quote, you can't change unless you change. Um, can't get stronger unless you get stronger. Um, yeah, you can't kill the 30s unless you kill the 30s. So, um, I've got plenty of, plenty of them. Um, but this challenge of the week, uh, I want to try to do this most weeks. Um, we're going to try to do it. And there'll be simple things. Um, hopefully, people who listen to them can try to do it. 
Um, challenge week is to simply try a workout style or a workout, so class or whatever it is, that you've never done before. So some very obvious ones are like, hey, I've never tried a CrossFit workout. That would be mine this week. I'm gonna try a CrossFit workout. So it might be one of the open ones. It's not gonna be the fucking handstand one. It might be one of the open ones, but I'll try one of those. Um, recommendations can be like, hey, you've never taken a spin class. You've never taken a fucking yoga class. You've never taken a boot camp. You've never done bodybuilding. You've never, whatever, try something. You've never run 10 months. Like do something you've never done before. Um, I think it'd be super cool. Yeah. Um, mine is gonna be that CrossFit one. I'm gonna let, uh, I'll either do the open one or I'll let you guys write one yes. for me. Um, Please do that. Can't be any Olympic lifting bullshit. Yeah. But yeah, that's mine. What's yours gonna be? Oh, I have to know it now. Yes. Um, Three, two, one. Spin class. Spin class? Yeah. Yoga. Ooh, nice. Yoga. I've done yoga like once forever ago, but I can introduce you. I'm big in the yoga community in Antonitis. Sup, yogis. Um, cool, dope. That's it. Episode 14. That's probably one of our shortest ones. It was like less than an hour. So appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Episode number 14. Um, again, please like us and um, Follow us all on Instagram would be dope because that's where we when post a lot of this compliment. Yeah, when Instagram's not down. Um, so follow us on all, all on Instagram. I think it is Motivation Nation. Yeah, when Nathan or Nate Leathers. Nate Leathers. You just look up Joe Saldana, you'll find me. Joe J Saldana. No biggie. Just, just put in Joe, you'll find him. <laughs> Sloppy Joe works too. <laughs> Bliss. What's your name? Bliss Olivia. Bliss Olivia, and mine is Michael underscore Laird. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's it. Got to remember to do some cardio. I just got to remind her, dope. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, appreciate it. That's it. We did it. Cool. Anyway, until next time, peace. <laughs>